All right. I'm not going to say anything bad about him. I had some ideals, but I won't. I want to thank the Landmark Baptist Church for having me back. And I certainly believe it's all by God's holy, powerful grace that I'm here. Um, Y'all were talking about Dave. I used to be with Dave. <clears throat> be with Dave, and he would uh, go by a church, and he'd say, that church don't know anything when I was younger. And I used to be a member at Dave's church. He'd go by another church, and he'd say, they don't preach anything. And i think, this guy's crazy as a June bug. Well, he is about halfway, but I'll pick on him while he's not here. But God has a way of showing you truth, even when somebody makes a statement like that. And that's very true of a lot of churches. Uh, they certainly don't know any truth. And uh, I want to thank you all, no kid, for having me and my wife and the love and uh, the fellowship. I do have my timer on, but it, I'll have to pay attention to it. But uh, turn in your Bibles to Revelations chapter 2 and verse 1. Unto the church, unto the angel of the church of Ephesus, write these things, saith he that holdeth the seven stars in his right hand, who walketh in the midst of the seven golden candlesticks. I know thy works, and thy labors, and thy patience, and how thou canst not bear them which are evil. Thou hast tried them which say they are apostles and are not, and hast found them liars and has bore, and has patience for my name's sake, has labored, and has not fainted. Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee, because thou hast left thy first love. Remember, therefore, from whence thou art fallen, and repent, and do the first works, or, I, or else I will come quickly and remove thy candlestick, out of his place, except thou repent. He that hath, and he, uh, I'm sorry, but, but thou hath this, or this thou hast, that thou hatest the deeds of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. And he that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. To him that overcometh will I give to eat of the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. I had a dear saint at my church. She was way up in her years. I started Battle Baptist Church in 1996. I'm probably the longest standing pastor at that church. And she would always see when I was down as a young minister, and she would tell me things or give me little clippings, and she gave me this clipping at some point in 1999. What makes a great church? It's not soft seats and subdued lights, but strong, courageous leadership. 
past and present. It's not sweet tones of an organ, but sweet personalities that somehow reflect Jesus. It's not tall tires and their chimes and bells, but a lofty vision of its people. It's not a big budget, but big hearts and big people, like Brother Paul. Who, who love to serve Christ. It's not the amount of money received, but the amount of service rendered in the name of Jesus Christ. That's why we're here. What makes a church great? We all went to Ephesians. I'm going to Ephesians chapter 3.21. Unto Him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. And it says, Amen. My first message when I preached, I was 18 years old. I said, I preached in Matthew, straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leadeth into life. I work with two or three hundred people and I'm hungry to talk about the Lord when I go to work. We should never be hungry when we're around the Lord's people to talk about the Lord. What I want to show you today and try to hopefully help all of us God has a purpose for His church. This letter we know was written to the pastor in the church here at Ephesus. We know they were hard working. The text tells us that. You know, everybody talks about how Ephesus was full of, full of, uh, uh, false idols and, uh, I think Diana was one of them and they, 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 they say it was a hard place to worship. I got news for you. We live in a world that's full of idols. And God's people set up idols themselves at the expense of not loving the Lord. And we'll get to that here in a minute. This church was patient. It's almost as good as Philadelphia. How they canst not bear them who say they are apostles and are not. And I found them liars. You know how many times I get invited to false churches? I do. You know how many times I turn them down? Every time. I can't come worship with you. You don't believe like I believe. Don't want to hurt your feelings, but if it does, so be it. They had labored. They had strength. They had all the right makings of a strong spiritual church. And then I'm going to go to verse 4 right now. Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee because thou hast left 
thy first love. You know what? All these churches except for Philadelphia had done that. Every one of them had. If we leave the Lord, there ain't one thing we run to. And that's the world. I believe this pastor was to blame. Don't think your people don't look up to you, pastor. And your love for the Lord. Somebody made the comment, there's been so many good messages, that mamas and daddies shouldn't matter more than the Lord. Not in disrespect, mind you. Husband and wives shouldn't mean more than the Lord. Grandchildren shouldn't mean more than the Lord. Even a little bitty baby that's precious shouldn't mean more than the Lord Jesus Christ. Because He gave Himself for His church. We cannot worship God. I quoted this last year. Last year, We cannot worship God except in spirit and truth. The rest is flesh. And it will not enter the kingdom of God. It's true. And churches follow their pastors. But they ought to be following Christ. Because He's just a man. However glorious He might be in His crown, in His kingdom building in this world, I went to that church thinking, man, I'm going to do something here. The Lord said, you're going to do exactly what I tell you to do. And I had an almost an 85, 90-year-old woman tell me that. Not what church is about, she said. This is what it's about. The Lord Jesus Christ. Took me a while to get that. Proverbs 16, 18 says this, and this is why churches fail. Pride goeth before destruction and a haughty spirit before the fall. We talked about a few pastors, Paul, that we've known over our lifetime that fail because of pride in the flesh. The reason they did is they run to another love. They run to another love. Church can be everything this church was and everything the church of Philadelphia was. It can be all those things and it's walking on a sharp two-edged sword called the Word of God. And it's this close to where you pull away from the love that you ought to have for Christ. It's that close. I took my church, I told them, I said, I want to glorify God. I said, God didn't call, you didn't call me here. God did. For goodness sake, I wouldn't be there if he hadn't. Self-serving is a big problem in churches today. And I believe Ephesus had the problem of self-serving. They've got above their raisin. They left their first love. 
Because they thought they were so good. The Bible says there's none good in this world. Every time somebody dies, they're good. I don't understand that. There ain't none that's no good. The only, the nothing. Christ is holy. Not us. One of the brethren quoted this. The Bible continually tells us to be careful about the world. Constantly. I see churches propping their doors open and begging the world to come in and take over. Well, I want to save souls. God saves souls. We don't. I can't save the very people I love with a lie. First Peter five eight, be sober. It means be be ready. Don't be ignorant. Be vigilant. You better be looking. You better be listening. Because the adversary of the devil, this is what he wants. He doesn't need the world. He owns the world. He's the God of this world, is He not? We put too much sentiment on things. The world. Emotions. That are clouded by the flesh. And not the true love for Christ. And that's why we get in the shape we get in. That's why churches fail the Lord. That's why, and we'll get to it. He said, I'm going to remove your candlestick. That's what it says. Don't think the churches, Lord's churches can't die? Oh, yes they can. Satan is a destroyer of God's people. He's not trying to destroy the world. He's got the world. All the things we hold dear, we better be careful how tight we hold them. If the world hates you, you know that it hated me before you, John 15, 18. If ye were of the world, the world would love its own. But because ye are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hateth you. The world's not our friend. It never has been. It hated Christ, and Christ said so. So? I want to remind you all that Jesus said in John 17, 9, He said, I pray for them. I pray not for the world, mind you. We spend an awful lot of times coaxing the world and patting them on the head. I was the world and you was the world at one time. It's what the Bible says. We were all enemies of God. I pray not for the world, but them which thou hast given me, for they are thine. That was Christ praying for them. Behold what manner of love, 1 John 3, 1. 
Behold what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God, therefore the world knoweth us not. See, the world was all these churches' problems. And, Brother Troy, it was, it could be Philadelphia's and probably has been in time back then. This preaching we do in what God honors is just nothing compared to the mightiness and holiness of God. We're supposed to be spiritual people of God, saved, spiritual, born again, baptized believers in the Lord Jesus Christ and Him alone. Anything else is no good. Everybody's welcome at Battle Baptist Church. I don't want anybody there staring up trouble. If you're the world, cry out to God that God will be pleased to save you. And He may do so, Brother Paul. That's what this is all about. What were my chances coming from a family that I come from of being a child of the King, the Creator of the world? Very few, very small. First John five fifteen. Y'all smarter than I am, y'all tell me what this says after I get done preaching it, okay? First John two fifteen, love not the world. Whew. Neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not any. Years of preaching, I wonder how many people take this serious enough. The world's dead. We're alive in Christ. What is what is the body of the church? You all been preaching about born again baptized believers in the Lord Jesus Christ dead people can't hear anything unless God gives them his grace if you don't believe that you don't believe God's sovereign and and all of Adam and Eve and all that was happened all the way down through the age it doesn't matter that's why he sent his savior that's why he sent us our savior to save us because of what happened there This church at Ephesus had worldly problems. It didn't look like much. It really looked like they were doing a lot of good works, didn't it? But they had a problem if they left Christ. It says, for all that is in the world, verse 16, 1 John 2, 16, for all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the, 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 the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but of the world. And the world passeth away. It's not going anywhere. It's going to be destroyed. And the lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. In John fourteen twenty three, Jesus answered and said unto him, If a man love me, he will keep my words, 
and my Father will love him. Amen? That's our Savior speaking. These are the words of God. I believe the Bible. A whole lot of things have been preached upon, but what about faith? Oh, what are we going to do? We don't have young people coming to our church. What are we going to do? We don't have enough money. Listen, you're talking to somebody who's the pastor of eight souls. And we don't have any kids at our church. But we're still there because of the grace and power of God. we got enough money to pay the bills. That's all that matters. So don't tell me that you're afraid. Where's your faith in Christ? Who added to the church, Brother Paul? Christ did. He, he's the power of the church. He's the one that saves. You can go out and shake them. And you can jump up down on their heads. It don't make no difference. It takes the grace and love of Almighty God to give the gift of eternal life. This church got high and mighty upon itself because it thought it was doing everything good. But it put Jesus back to the side and said, get out of the way. That's what this church did. That's what all these churches had done, except for the one that had brotherly love. And I got news. I believe we ought to have brotherly love, but it ought to be the love of Christ. It ought to not be how we look or how where we come from. You are my brothers and sisters in Christ, Georgia. Wherever, wherever you go to church, you're saved by the blood of Christ, the same blood I'm saved by. I shudder and shake when I think about the next part of the text. Remember, therefore, you better wake up. I know you all beat, so you better listen to me. Remember, therefore, from whence thou art fallen, Revelations 2, 5, part of the text, and repent, or do the, and, and do the first works. Listen, if we love the Lord right, we love His church right. Now, if you love the Lord right, you'll love Becky and Bright, and I'll love my wife right. And that's where it all comes from. It's true. Without Christ, we're nothing but a bunch of jabbering, pardon my language, idiots. And that's what most of the world, religious world is. What did you say here? Oh, preachers ought to, ought to be quivering in their shoes. What if I'm not doing what the Lord wants me to do? What if He's not satisfied with me? What if I'm not glorifying Him? This is what He says He'll do. Do the first works or else I will, I will unto, uh, come unto thee quickly and remove thy candlesticks out of His place, except thou repent.
I believe without a doubt there's a lot of good intentions here today. But without Christ, we're nothing. I'm talking about the world's Jesus. He's false. I'm talking about the true Christ. The Bible says we can know who we are. We shouldn't be having an identity crisis in the Lord's church. We shouldn't want to act like the church next door or the church down the road because they're bigger. We shouldn't take pine trees and prop the doors open and let all the ecumenicalism come in that wants to. You shouldn't. The Bible warns us of it time and time and time again. All you preachers here, I'm not the smartest preacher here. Brother Paul told me that. No. But God told me. That's who we're serving, Brother Paul. I wanna, I wanna, I got a little bit more time. I got a little bit more. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 11, you don't have to turn there, but you can. Talks about all the Old Testament saints and their faith and their trials and their troubles. We're worse than Ephesus, the city of Ephesus ever was in the day we live. You take all of the, the glitz and the glamour and take the running water and the electricity away from you. Where are you going to be worshiping? Are you going to be whining and crying? It's a whole lot more saints lived a lot rougher life than we have. It says in Hebrews 11.36, And others others had trials of cruel mocking and scaring or scoring, and ye moreover of bonds and imprisonment, and they were stoned and they were sawn asunder and were attempted and were slain with swords, and they wandered about in sheepskins. Boy, y'all look funny in sheepskins, wouldn't you? But it could happen... But brother, you're just talking silly. It's not going to happen. How do you know? What if this church dwindles down to five or six people because you won't turn to the world? Or any church? It can. If you preach the truth, it will. I believe that. Because I've witnessed it. Listen to what it says here in verse 38, Hebrews 11. Of whom the world was not worthy. We're God's people. And yeah, we have a responsibility to spread the gospel. We have a responsibility to shine the light and to show the love of Christ. But God uses all of us for His purpose. Careful, pastors. Be careful where you go. Be careful what you let in that door. The devil don't need that out there. He needs this. This is what makes him happy. Is to turn it into his own seat. I love people as much as anybody, and I want them to know the truth. And I tell them the truth, Brother Paul. Gospel is important, the most important thing, and one of the most important things. Amen. Thank y'all.